So good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever you're listening to this. This is Matthew Bailey, and this is another episode of Hip Hop Sub 10. And joining us today, or I should say joining me today, is none other than Brendan O'Brien. Well, it's Brendan Alexi now. Um, all right, all right, Alexi, Alexi, okay, <laughs> formerly known as. I, I, I see. Yeah, the artist formerly known as Brendan <laughs> O'Brien. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Yeah, I'm and, Brendan and, and, Alexi, um, yeah. spoken word poet, writer, director, um, crazy cat person. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, and as you can see here, folks, you know, I'm just trying a little something different here. So I'm actually in my office right now. So, yeah, it's 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 a little different, but I'm trying that thing, right, as, as we see in Trinidad. But yeah, that's um, the creative thing does go. You just have to you have to stay fluid. Yeah, yeah, that's right. yeah it, it, exactly. You you have to be flexible, right? That that's how yeah. it is, right? So yes, um, Brendan today will share his list of top ten all time favorite hip hop albums. Of course, I'm expecting some honorable mentions, and yes. of course, I'm expecting some surprises along the way because I, I I know there's a couple where like. Yeah, that, that that certainly fits you. But I know there's going to be a little yeah, It's bit a like- weird list. It's a weird list. <laughs> like, I don't think that people... I, I think that even people who know me pretty well would be surprised by at least maybe, like, one or two names on this list. I think. I don't know. Okay, okay, um, okay. Because I think for me, I, I think a lot of people, even myself included at some point in time, used to think of hip-hop specifically, but, like, art in general, in terms of this, like, it's weird, almost academic sense of, like, what we're supposed to put as our top five. Like, we're supposed to be um, rating flow. We're supposed to be rating lyricism. But that's Mm -hmm. just not how most people listen to music. I think a lot of music is a vibe. Um, And, yes, for some people, that vibe is... um, very cerebral and i think for a lot of I, I think some of the names on my list are kind of the same way too but i think that there are also some things that i listen to just because they just because they groove well for me at a period of time that i was in or because of who introduced me to that um yeah i think i think for everybody their list is different um and i think we should kind of move away from this whole your top five is supposed to be like the great lyricists of all time i think sometimes your top five or your top 10 or your top 20 um is just shit that you was listening to when you was hanging out with your friends doing stupid shit and i think that that's fine too i think um actually so when i think about my honorable mentions because we might as well just kind of jump into that sure sure Um, sure yeah uh i my honorable mentions are like some of my more cerebral albums that i fell in love with i guess for lack of a better way of saying it um i put distant relatives there Come to the crap, man, I cream, no I mean. 
You come to discipline, man, not dynamine. Me tougher than a home and limousine, I mean. We step in, we fresh and we clean, I mean. I burn the stinkers of green, I mean. Better listen up, careful and keen, I mean. I poop on as a rock and come We celebrate like I finished probation, boy, boy. Not head with no chaser, boy, boy. From the mouth, I can spit out a razor, boy, boy. Open up your facial like your boy, boy. In his prime, eat food, dinner time. Junior gong, past the Guinness. Handle business, black velvet, simple females. Never been as well, they with us. Cause we arrive on a scene just like a high beam, nah, I mean. Don't let us have to make the nine scream, nah, I mean. At your racial policing regime, nah, I mean. Spiritual like an Elohim, nah, I mean. In a casino or a Wherever I'm seen, my brothers and sisters are never forgotten, I mean Don't wanna hear another soldier drop, nah, I mean Another dope addict is shot with the morphine And feds are indicting my block, nah, I mean They're wearing reds from their shoes to their top, nah, I mean I'm wishing that all the violence would stop, nah, I mean Nas okay, Nas. okay, 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 Nas. Which I think is, people would say that's blasphemous to put a Nas record in honorable mentions. Can you imagine? And I'm, I'm just, no, I'm no, just but, but to be fair, ask them, ask those folks, right? When's the last time they ever sat down? When's the last time you stopped? Like, it was 2010. I mean, come on. I can't think of somebody who, apropos of nothing, was just like, you know what? Let me put on patience. <laughs> You know, <laughs> you know, I hear a wild patience. No, that's yeah. not true. Stop lying. It's a great album. Actually, it's on my honorable list. And this is another thing that I think is different for different people. Um, I have another list that is much more depressing to talk about. Hmm. Of like artists whose work I think is great, but who I don't think I fuck with anymore. And Nas, oh. unfortunately, after the bacchanal with Khalees, Nas ended up, ended up on the list. I still think this is a, okay. a fantastic album. I still mm. think that I would recommend it to other people. I struggle to put it on my top 10 because I still don't know what playoff with Nas and Khalees. And I don't think I want to know, but I'm comfortable in believing the victim always in every instance. Even mm. if even if Nas is a fantastic lyricist, even, th- even if... Um, uh, even if Distant Relatives is one of those albums that carried me through secondary school, I think it's also worthwhile to say, you know what, it was good for its time, and I still think that this person is a great artist, but maybe he's not the kind of person that I want to carry into my future. I think that's where I stand with um, with Distant Relatives. It's where I stand. Watch the Throne was on my um, honorable mentions as well. It's a fantastic album and it hurts me to my soul that I can't watch Kanye the same way again. But I cannot watch Mm. Kanye the same way again. Mm. And it sucks because he ruined one of the best Jay-Z albums for me now. (laughs) Oh gosh. (laughs) Yeah, it sucks. Um, But it's still a fantastic album. It's still one Mm -hmm. of those albums that 
prior to Kanye West losing his goddamn mind, I actually did just randomly. You know what? I ain't listened to in a while, Otis. Let me pull that shit up. Yeah, right yeah, now. yeah. Um, still stands the test of time. Still a fantastic album. I put two honorable mentions there because I feel like it's kind of cheap to put them there because they're very much commercial products. But as rap albums, they're up there. And that yeah. is the Black Panther soundtrack and hmm. the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse soundtrack. Into I, or, or across? I put in both, brother. All right. All right. <laughs> no, so I made the list before I saw Across the Spider-Verse. All right. The Across the Spider-Verse album also almost made it to my legit top 10. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah I, I, I enjoyed it. I, I mean, Metro Boomin, he did this thing on that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think we can take out like some of the overly gratuitous... Um, <laughs> Metro Adams. I think we can do without some of them. You know, but, <laughs> but I think both 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 Spider-Man albums and the uh, Black Panther Black album Panther. are just such great. Uh, there's such great soundtracks. Such yes. great like pieces of the film that they're in. But even out beyond that context, the albums that you could listen to top to bottom, that you could shuffle and still get a good experience. I think that's one of the metrics of a good album too. Can you listen to it top to bottom without getting upset? And can you press shuffle and you don't mind which al- which song gets put in front or behind of any other right. song? And I think that, I guess because they have like too many, they have a bunch of chefs in the kitchen making sure that this is not only just a good album, but that it makes sense for the movie that it's in, but it works all the way around. Black Panther soundtrack is one of those things that I would just randomly pick up and play. Um, the Into the, the, Into the Spider Verse soundtrack has legit kind of pushed me through some of my writing sessions, some of my work sessions for wow. my MFA as well. They're just so good. But I feel off being like, uh, let's put this album that only exists because some corporate bigwigs wanted to make a little extra money off of their movie into my top 10. And also, as much as I love the Black Panther soundtrack, gosh, to see that future fucking um, chorus, I... Hey, I've never hated a song more in my life. That that almost ruined the whole album for me. I would be listening to that. That's like, the funniest shit ever. It's but I know why he do it. I know why. Well, sorry to cut you, but I know why he do it because hey, here's here's my my excuse, right? Mm-hmm. Kendrick loves to do these vocal inflections. So Peach is like, hmm, you know. I'm a chatting. Let, 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 let me try a thing. Here's what that's, that, me. that's my that's my excuse. People hate. People heard it and was like, yeah, let, let it ride. Unforgivable. <laughs> I hate that verse so much. Like the song is the song is one of the greatest songs on the album, as long as you stop it early. Yeah. Hate that song. And that's why I said my honorable mention as well. That song, that verse alone, bump <laughs> it off the top 10 for me. Uh, look, look what you did, Future. Unbearable. Look what you did. Look what you've done. I used to like Future a lot too. When he like, I used to like a lot of his early work. And then, as soon as he made a full length album, I was like, okay, I've had my fun. I'm good. You do it up. Big up yeah, you. You, 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 you. I, um, I'm you out. Your sprite. I'm, I'm, I'm good. No time. You. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. I'm real good. I want to put as an honorable mention. 
as well as stealing a fifth. I have a long honorable mentions this. You can imagine the actual top ten. Mm. Literally anything from Pop Smoke. Okay. Literally okay. anything from Pop Smoke. I don't think for me that his discography has gotten to the point where there's an album, a whole album that I could pull out and say, yeah, this is the metric. Right. But it's undeniable that he's uh, that he's changed the game. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. To the point where UK Drill, which predates Pop Smoke's sound, stopped mm. and was like, we need to figure out how to sound like Pop Smoke. Right. It's undeniable how much that youth man changed the game before he passed. Yeah, um, to the point where uh, he go, still changed the game soon, after he passed. Yeah, inc- yeah, much too soon. I think he had, if he was here for just a year more, and really had a chance to sit and stop fucking Fifty Cent from doing Fifty Cent and his and his mother from doing what they're doing to his fucking voice. <laughs> I think if he had just one more year on this earth where he had control over what he was doing next, he would have had the next great drill album. Because in some to, to some people, he already has. Um, I think that I think that shit that uh, Fifty Cent did was okay. But it's, but you can tell that it was somebody else who was curating his voice, mm. um, and I'm not sure, I'm not sure that that was what he should have left this year. So that's all I'll say. I'm not saying that it's right. bad. I'm just saying that I think that if he was here just one year longer, we'd have get something. Right, right. Now, the, now yeah. we'll never know. Which is yeah, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's how the things go sometimes too. <sighs> Oh, one out for him, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, any that's more honorable mention? That's a honorable mention. Okay. Okay. Yo, just wonder if, if, if there was any more you wanted to mention. No, my All honorable right. mentions could be a top ten on the two, and I think I'll be cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so let's waste no time. Um, number ten. No, no, no. You have a pretty intrigue now. So yeah, what is number, your number ten? Number ten could quite literally be anything from Childish Gambino, but I chose Cap. Okay, it's Childish Gambino, homegirl, drop it like the NASDAQ. Move white girls like this coat up my ass crack. Move black girls, cause man, fuck it, I'll do either. I love pussy, I love bitches, dude, I should be running Peter in Adidas with some short shorts. Man, why does every black actor gotta rat some? 
Um, that was my intro to Church Gambino before I even saw really Community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I really? never heard it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Damn. So, I, well, I, I, I don't know, that's right? a good entry point. But my entry point was like from the beginning, from like, um, I was listening to his early mixtapes around the same time that I started watching Community. Some, right, like somebody right, right. told me, somebody, I, I can't remember who it was, but somebody somewhere was like, hey, I know you're a big fan of Community. Do you know that? Um, mm. Donald Glover yeah, raps. That Donald Glover like, raps too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was like, "That's ridiculous, my guy. Do not send me no John Cena ass album." And he's like, "No, I think you'll actually <laughs> like it." Uh, I think the first thing I heard from him was Freaks and Geeks. I was like, "Dog, this guy's corny as hell." I love it. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> my kind of corny. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people don't like Childish because he's he he's he's an Oreo <laughs> in a lot of, and I think that he'll admit that too. Um, but he's also very clear in a way that I think that most people who started their rap career usually aren't about what his sound was going to be and what he was making music to do. I don't think that he was ever really necessarily making music. I, I, I don't. I do obviously think that he just like every other artist is making art because they hope that it would get them somewhere in life. Um, but he wasn't. He's. There are a lot of rappers at that period in time, in the in like in the early mid two thousands, um, whose names I'm not going to call because a lot of them, um, maybe not the most savory characters. I don't want them to find this podcast and say they want to know where I live in. Um, <laughs> but I think that a lot of a lot of young rappers in the early two thousands was making music that they thought would sell. Um, and childish is very much. I want to make music that I wants to be remembered for even if it's kind yeah. of stupid <laughs> um and it kind of transitioned into him finding a really unique authentic um characteristic voice um that even if you didn't like it i think you have to say that you respect it um yeah. i almost put um because the internet here too because i think that's also a really great album but cam yeah. is for me the album where he really kind of stamped down his voice and that's what kind of led us to Stone Mountain Kawhi, that's what kind of led us to Because the Internet, I think uh, I think obviously his voice has continued to grow um, yeah. uh, and not just as, a, as an artist but as a creative in general um, and I think it starts with Cap. <laughs> Yeah, and it's just well, a well, fun for, album too. Yeah, well, well, for me, for me, it was actually one of my favorite albums of uh, 2011, right? And oh, yes, really? I did watch Community at that point in time, so I was like, hey, this man can rap. And I saw yes. Bonfire, I was like, hey, okay, okay, a fox with Bonfire, school, school, school. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then I sat down listening to the whole record, like, yeah, this man has like real talent, you know what I mean? But I could understand at that period oh that's corny and cheesy and, uh, yeah. I and just weird too, like the bonfire <laughs> video I think yeah, I, for people to be like yeah that's for somebody else that's not for me <laughs> true 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 but yeah I, I really enjoyed that record back in 2011 when it dropped though and just yeah. seeing how his trajectory rose from there you know it because the internet uh, awakened my love uh, I, I do that was it was different and I love that I love that he just did this pure soul slash R&B record they said yeah that's me 
I'm yeah. gonna go on stage, you know, um, be back and sing my heart out. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and I think when I say like it really helped him kind of to me clarify his voice as an artist is obviously this is well before camp as well but like you can tell that as soon as he started to sit to, to get clear as to what he wanted to do he got much clearer as to who he wanted to do it with as well what, what most people don't know is that hiro murai who did most of the video work for um all of his uh, for all of his records even even since freaks and geeks mm. is his primary like director and cinematographer of choice for atlanta like yeah, he yeah. realized from the very beginning look these are the people who curated my vibe with me and who like recognize the shit that I'm trying to do here let's keep them on for the long haul because I finally figured out some folks who get it with me even though it's kind of weird let's just keep it going um, and yeah and I think he's uh, he's an example of like the kind of rap I suppose that I gravitate to in general uh, mm. just I would love to like just be in the room with Childish doing anything like making an album writing for Atlanta like eating our doubles I don't care like I just love to see how this guy's mind it's like what the fuck yeah, um, yeah. That's, mean, my top ten. that's my 10 that's my yeah. at the bottom which was tough like because mm. he could be anywhere for me Childish is Childish is me I think if I actually mustered the bravery to do some of the creative stuff that I've always ever dreamed of. Um, and yeah, he had to be on the list for me. Right. Nice. Yeah. Uh, what's in number nine? Number nine. Um, Jay-Z's Magna Carta Holy Grail. You take the clothes off my back And I let you You'd steal the food right out my mouth And I'd watch you eat it I still so cold one day you're here one day you're there one day you care you're so unfair sipping from your cup till it runneth over uh, uh, holy grail uh, blue told me remind you niggas uh, fuck that shit y'all talking about I'm the nigga uh, caught up in all these lights and cameras uh, but look what that shit did the hammer uh God damn it, I like it. Bright lights is enticing. But look what it did to Tyson. All that money in one night. 30 mil for one fight. As soon as all that money blows, all the pigeons take flight. Fuck the fame, keep chicken on me. What I do, I took a back. Fool me twice, that's my back. I can even blame her for that. Enough to make me want to murder. Mama, please just get my bail. I know nobody to blame. Kirk Cobain, I did it to myself. Uh. And we all just entertainers. Stupid. 
I am not Interesting. sure. I am not sure. Now, Jay-Z on this list, I'm going to spoil the part one time. Jay-Z on this list a couple times. Um, fine, fine. Yeah. But but I, this one, I, though. Huh. But this one, I, I'm not going to make any... Uh, I'm not going to cast any aspirations that this is Jay-Z's best album. I do not think so. It's certainly not his worst. He did American Gangster. No, the American Gangster album is absolute garbage. I put in that on record. I think that album is trash. <laughs> is, is, is it just, just asking generally? Is it because it doesn't relate to the movie? Is it because no? It's I just think it's a shitty on? album. I just think it's a bad album. <laughs> but that actually brings me to something that I've thought about for a really long time. I think I, I, I just gotta take a little sip. I'm not gonna see that. <laughs> Drink water. Oh, my percent. <laughs> I think Jay-Z is at the same time the most overrated and the most underrated rapper of all time. Mm. I think when he drops a record, um, everybody loses it. <laughs> but only... Yeah, yeah and, I, I, and I do think rightly so, but I think that there are just a handful of actual um, albums that people actually return to for me and i suppose it's maybe just a matter of taste like everybody has a version of jay-z that they go back to yeah for some people um for some people that is like blueprint one yeah for some people the jay-z that they remember and want to remember when they die is jay-z with beanie siegel and them um for me at the point in time where i really started listening to jay-z was around the time where i uh, was writing and directing much more stage work, yeah. Right. Um, and really, I was just. Uh, you'll find the trend that a lot of the albums that are on my list for me are really just things that like got me through sometimes. So like, I think the thing about Magna Carta was it was that album that I was listening to before and after late night rehearsals when I was working on plays and shit back in, um, back in the day. Like, it was the thing for it it was the album for me that uh i could just kind of relax and close my eyes and visualize scenes to it was the album that i could that i felt like you'd listen to um you'd listen to la familia and shit and be like you know what i visualize this like i'm seeing something here and for mm-hmm. me like i'd be like bumping shit in the bathroom uh, like in the shower before I'm um, getting ready to go to rehearsal or like I've come back from a late night and I'm just trying to defrag and I'm listening to what to do next, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I like the same thing we were saying about like flow and lyricism and shit. I don't think that Jay-Z is really anybody's Nas. <laughs> I don't think anybody really like if you're just trying to make a list of top five be the greatest lyricists of all time Jay-Z necessarily makes it on anybody's list but he makes songs that make movies <laughs> mm. <laughs> to me yeah and I think that Magna Carta is a really fantastic example of that one of one of the best examples of that. Um, right. I, yeah, I, just... I, was, I was waiting for you to say um, Holy Grail at least mention the track Holy Grail with um, yes. Justin Timberlake right yeah, like from I mean, a production perspective, I I would admit yes. 
I think part of the thing that really got me into Holy Grail too is because this was the album where he had all those like um YouTube kind of mini documentary shit with like Rick Rubin sleeping on the couch in the studio. <laughs> oh yes, yes, I remember that. <laughs> and so I remember, I remember listening that. to that shit. I, I remember watching that stuff first and like just seeing how his mind works. And that's what I mean about him making him making songs that make movies. I don't think I don't think that truthfully, sincerely. Mm. Uh, if we if we like show Jay Z some tough love, I don't think that he's I don't think that he's anybody's most deaf. I don't think that he's anybody's Nas. Um, I don't think that he goes on that kind of list. Um, but you listen to Jay Z when you want to, to me, visualize something different. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't know that there's more that I could say to that without just like rambling into oblivion. But yeah. <laughs> for me, for me, Magna Carta was. For me, Magna Carta was like one of those places where I was just like I, I, I was just bumping this shit on my way to rehearsal or coming back, and I wanted right. to I wanted to put myself in a, a, a headspace that I was not before. I want to um, sit with something and see where it takes me. I want to sit with a song and see what I could imagine to it. I think one mm. of those things too is that I, I mean I can't remember if it was before or after. Um, it had to have been before, I think. Um, Baz Luhrmann's um, uh, Great Gatsby. Not Great Gatsby. Yes, 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 Great Gatsby. Um, and it was actually a Watch the Throne track on like early in Act One when um, this guy is going to meet Gatsby and they drive past um, right. this black. I, I, I can't remember. I only saw that show like one, well, like, when it came out, but it's a, I... it's a good movie. Baz Luhrmann makes some mm-hmm. cool stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, he does. Yes, yeah. yeah, and uh, I, I think that that's a really good example of what I mean about like what Kanye's music like really does to, um, I guess to the directorial mind, mm-hmm. is that you know that it doesn't fit because it's not in the correct time period, it's not in the correct place, it's not in the place, correct context, but there's just something about how I think you put I think you put Jay Z's music in any movie. I think hmm. you can put Jay-Z's music in a uh I think you can find a place for Jay-Z's music in the notebook. <laughs> if you really think hard enough. <laughs> yeah. wow. In the notebook. I think you can put it I I think you can put it in a, a, a fucking gritty crime drama. And in the same speed you can take the exact same tone, you can take the exact same holy grail. And you can put it in Snowfall and you can take it right back hmm. out and you can put it in, in uh Yellowstone and you can take it out and put it right back into fucking true blood or some shit. And yeah. no, and all of those scenes would be better for it. I understand. So it, it has a it's, it's sort of like an unofficial soundtrack. Then it has a sort mm. of a cinematic vibe, like soundtrack kind of music. intentionally yeah. kind of. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Makes yeah, sense. Yeah. All right. What's your what's your number eight? My number eight, and I agonized this for a lot for a while because I think I might be the only person in this in the Caribbean region. Who sincerely likes this album, but I sincerely like mm. this album. It's the rising tide from Fort Minor. You ready? Let's go. Yeah. For those of you that want to know what we're all about, it's like this, y'all. This is 10% luck, 20% skill. 
I have not listened to that record. So Fort Minor. I know. Shame on me. I know. No, that's fine. I know. I think because look, Fort Minor, for all intents and purposes, should not exist. It was Mike Shinoda from Linkin Park deciding, you know what? All I do is rap anyway, so let me do that. Yeah. Um, but it's I now I genuinely like um, I genuinely love Linkin Park. Linkin Park, like if if somebody was to ask me what is my number one album, anything, like I only get to keep one album with me into the nuclear apocalypse. Um, it would be Meteora. That's it. All right, took up for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but beyond that, I think that Mike Shinoda is just a fantastic musician. I think he's a, I think he's actually a really fantastic rapper. I think people don't give that guy his flowers enough. Hmm. Yeah, that a lot of what made Linkin Park work, as beyond the fact that Chester Bennington has a incre- had, yeah, uh, rest in peace. Voice. Yeah, um, had a very durable, very unique, uh, and challenging voice. I don't think any of their songs would work, any of them, if it wasn't for Mike Shinoda. Um, Mike Shinoda, and so when we go to another talking about this um, again, Mike Shinoda um, linked with Jay Z after they had done uh, Collision Course. Yeah. And they, were, they had so much fun working together, um, at least that's how they tell it, um, that. Mike started his own uh, rap imprint on the Def Jam. All right. Just so he could do know. shit like this. The Machine <laughs> Shop is Machine Shop is um, uh, Def Jam and WB Records, I think. Um, simply because he was like, look, I finally found a place where I can experiment with some of this shit some more, so I'm gonna do that. I think the Rising I, I think the Rising Tide is just such a fun album, but it's also so thoughtful and so meaningful like in the same in the same breath that in the same space that he created remember the name yeah i i, I do think that you should genuinely listen to the album because it is wild but in all the good ways the same place where he did the same place where he came up with um remember the name he has an album he has a song on this album 
that is just about his grandparents surviving World War II and Japanese oh, wow. like US, yeah, US internment camps for Japanese citizens in the US during World War II. Um, it's it's lots of fun, but it's also very much like it. You can tell that it's someone deliberately trying to make a rap album. For some people, that's a demerit. Like uh, for some people, I think people people didn't like um, Rising Tide because it felt like this rock guy was this rock fellow was trying too hard. Um, mm. But I like it because you can tell that he was trying. I think there are plenty of people who make it rap, especially nowadays. Mm. We ain't giving it enough thought <laughs> right <laughs> I, I do I do but, yeah but uh, but but Mike Shinoda as Fort Minor he gave it a lot of thought there's some songs here that you can tell was influenced by um, you can tell when you listen to the album that he's influenced in the same breath by rappers like most of but that there's some tracks that are very very much him trying to uh recreate a kind of Wu-Tang sound I think it's I think hmm. it's just so much fun dog and I right. do wish I'll give it he, a listen man he's made two albums as Fort Minor to my recollection there's just there's um just this and uh Welcome which I think was just a single even yeah um right. so Rising Tide in 2015 and then he came up with one more song because he wanted to make more stuff he has not done pure rap again in a while um, I guess I, I don't think that we're going to get that from him for now for a host of different reasons, I'm afraid. Um, but but I, I genuinely wish that he would rap more. I genuinely wish that we would see more Fort Minor. Even if I'm the only person to buy the album, dog, I will just buy a million of them so it'll still go platinum if that's what it takes. <laughs> Uh, I genuinely think Fort Minor needs more flowers and I do wish that he'd make more music. I do wish people more people would listen to this album. Listen to even if like if I could just direct you to like two songs from the album and that and that are not remember the name, I'll say Kenji and Hyrule. Kenji Hyrule. Uh, Kenji okay. and Hyrule. Hyrule featuring John Legend. I'll leave it at, I'll leave it at that. Listen to that album dog. Okay. Listen to that album. <laughs> Alright, well, well, thanks for the recommendation. Appreciate that. Yes, yeah. this is not just for you. This is for everybody. Listen to Kenji, I know what you're and then tell me you wouldn't listen to that whole album. Hmm. Alright, oh good. Uh, Sorry, I could talk about that particular yeah. album holding. I don't know why it's not that number one for me. Because <laughs> it could be, well, but well, the number one. Well, is it, 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 yeah. if, if that wasn't your number one, then you know, right? <laughs> uh, so what's what's your number seven? <laughs> My number seven, I think, is the one that really good and surprise folks. Exclamation mark by Trippy Red. I 
bitch, I'm a star. Pulling the whip and I'm whipping this car. I might just park in the yard. Cast eyes like and I rip them apart. I live in the dark. I don't know why, but that bitch left me scarred. I don't know why you just ain't play your part. Now you focus on wishing me hard. Fuck it, right the bare arms. I keep that stick on me arms. Under the enemy arms. I cannot fold under enemy arms. Under the enemy arms. Under the enemy arms. You niggas gon' end up in a hurt. You niggas gon' end up in a dead. Different the changes had to make it work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even I didn't think that that would be on my list. I, I had no I'm not, idea not the biggest fan of him, but I get why. I'm not sure I'm the biggest fan of him either. I'm not sure that I'm the biggest fan of him either. I don't like Chippy Red as a person. <laughs> but so here's the story, right? If you had asked me before 2019 what a trippy red was, I thought you would talk about chewing gum or something. Um, <laughs> but I found myself in Washington, D.C. in 2019 with um, with basically just nothing but myself. <laughs> yeah, I was doing a fellowship in Washington, D.C. Uh, I had uh, gotten through with something called Community Solutions Program Fellowship. I was living in Washington, D.C. For, for I was planning to live in Washington, D.C. for four months. Um, and in my first month there, I'm like, yeah, I need something to just, like, get me through these days, horse. Because I don't know anybody in the, I don't know anybody in the city. The United States makes me very nervous. Washington, Washington D.C. is one of those districts, one of those parts of the U.S. where people of color are the most policed. Um, and I was I was renting in a particularly affluent and therefore very terrifying neighborhood, and wow. and I was and I was working in a part of the district that was historically considered one of the most crime-ridden. So, like the story that the the place the story that my supervisor told me is that the alley at the back of my office was at one point in time the place that you would go to get shanked. (laughs) Um, None of that was the case when I was there in 2019. I was Mm. thankfully very safe. But as a black person going to to the United States of America in Donald Trump's um, United States, right? In 2019, traveling to the US for the very first time. I was not in a good place, y'all. Um... (laughs) And I just kind of wanted something that would give me the energy to, like, get through being in this brand new place, in this brand new um, context for me. Um, So I splurge on a little Spotify premium. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think I just listened to, I just went on, like, a random hip-hop playlist, because that's what I go to when I'm looking for vibes right okay yeah when i'm looking for new stuff but also when i'm looking for vibes nobody's going put on fucking paramore when they're trying to survive the five-day work <laughs> right that you should just listen to on saturday when you're home alone and you want to cry about how shitty your work day was right mm. um no you put on yeah you just put on <laughs> kanye when you want to be like yeah i can take on whatever my boss trapped me fuck them niggas yeah. um and Exclamation! Not the album. Exclamation mark! The song was the first thing that I heard, and I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy? And why do I like him?" Um, 
and I listened to the whole album. Um, I was surprised that I like exclamation mark. I was, um, I was like, a surprised that I like under enemy arms. I was surprised by just how much stuff that I heard about him. And I reached out to a friend of mine and I told him, Hey, you know who this person is? And he sent me a YouTube video of this. Um, I think it's like four or five select trippy red songs with an orchestral accompaniment. Hmm. Um, and I was like, I'm sure he didn't come up with this. <laughs> no. But it's so dread nonetheless. It's so dread nonetheless. I do not think I like any other Trippy Red's music. I've liked them in a couple other features and stuff. But I'm not a Trippy Red fan. Right. But I don't think he could take this album away from me. Because without this album, I don't think I would have come out of Washington, D.C. As a, as a relatively sane version of myself. Because I think I needed the album at that point in time to be like... Yeah, I'm in this place where um, police sirens just keep me up at night, and the temperature does drop to like minus one in the f- uh, in uh, in like October, November. Um, but I'm going to finish this fellowship. I'm going to make it out here in DC, um, and I'm going to co- I'm gonna get here and get what I need to get done done, so I can go home to my family, um, and. We get on to the next and that's that's that album for me that's the album yeah. of all of the albums on the list i think this is the one that is most responsible for me being alive <laughs> and i know nice. that that's weird for me to say it, it was that and the soca playlist that i made while i was up there that i could share with my new white friends <laughs> um <laughs> without those two albums on spotify premium i would not be here doing this podcast i'd be somewhere else wow. probably uh, probably not probably nowhere else um hmm. And uh, doesn't that me making a, a a recommendation for um, for Trippy? I don't think he's everybody's cup of tea, but I also remember jokingly telling folks, um, "This is a story that I remember very vividly." Um, this is how deeply I think about Trippy Red, which I don't think is reasonable or appropriate, but I really just think about Trippy Red sometimes. In 2020, people had made I can't remember what um, uh, publication had said that the poet Rupi Kaur was the poet of the decade. Um, and a lot of poets was like, somebody's fucking smoking. She's right. These like really weird kind of shitty haiku, these weird kind of sentimental kind of bullshit lines. I, at least that's how people define her. I think of Rupi mm. Kaur actually much more sincerely than that. I think that, uh, I think that they're a sincerely trying poet, um, even if their work is not for everybody. Um, I think about Trippy Red the exact same way. If somebody had asked me who was the rapper of the decade in like tw- uh, 2011 to 2020, I'd say Trippy. I think. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think for the same, for, uh, probably just because of my sentimentality, like at that point in time, uh, he was the most important, that his album was the most important album that I had listened to in that decade. As scary as that is to say. Um, but also I think like he represented to me a the he's the only thoughtful example of to me of of mumble rap in that age. It's him and Young Tug. I don't think anybody else mm. is doing it like them too. I think only depending on who you ask, only Young Tug really came out of that decade still having um a powerful and relevant voice. Yeah. Um but I think Trippy 
does really be making music. I don't think that music is for everybody. But I think that he has a maybe not a clarity of his sound, but certainly a a, a desire for what he wants to do on sound. Like if we have to measure him against his most consistent beef, which is which is Takeshi Six Nine. Right, which is also to some people like the biggest example of mumble rap and how bad it could be. (laughs) Um, The truth of the matter is, both of them not making the same music. It's kind of difficult to put both of them in the same genre of music because Takeshi is just be screaming over like a high bass synth beat, and Trippy does at least be trying to make melodic music that people could listen to. Is it for everybody? No. Should you send it to your kids? No. Could you let your no. parents know that you're listening to this album? Absolutely not. Will no. you listen to this album and get into the gates of heaven? Most likely the answer is no. But is it at <laughs> least music? You know what? We we'll take that. We we take those. <laughs> I think it's a I think it's actually a really good album with a lot of energy. Um, and if you're just looking for something to fantasize about punching your boss in the face to, I think exclamation marks. Number six. Number six. Now tell you, Jay Z, good to be a couple of times. Uh Blueprint three. Shit. Niggas like how come? Niggas want my old shit. Buy my old album. Niggas stuck on stupid. I gotta keep it moving. Niggas make the same shit. Me, I make the blueprint. Came in the range. Hopped out the Lexus. Every year since, I've been on that next shit. Traded in a gold for the platinum Rolex. Now a nigga wrist match the status of my records. Used to rock a throwback, balling on the corner. Now I rock a telesuit, looking like a owner. No, I'm not a Jonas, brother, I'm a grown-up. No, I'm not a virgin, I use my cojones. I move onward, the only direction. Can't be scared to fail, search of affection. Gotta keep it fresh, girl, even when we sexing. But don't be mad at him when it's on to the next one. Somebody bring me back some money, please. I got a million ways to get it. Shoes one. Double your money and make a stack. I'm on to the next one. 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 I think you know, my before, favorite before you say one and before you say one. Yeah, what? no, I think it's I think the best is blueprint two. But I think my favorite blueprint is blueprint three. I think that album is the most fun I've had listening to Jay Z, even more yes. than um, Watch the Third. And I, I, I think it's probably the most upbeat out of the three of them. You could you could disagree if you want to, but yeah, no, the, I think the, the, the songs that they have, like on the next. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, the, um, the way uh, run the stone, you know, stuff like that. As you say, as you say, on to the next. I think, I think most of the reason why I like the album is on to the next. So Dude, that beat is insane. I love it. Beat- I love, I love the, the video clip, by the way, and how purposefully it it's designed for you know, you know, when have the people out there that look like a G, look at Jeezy, like, 
Oh, you know, you, you no, know, that's why I like So, you make that video for us, Oh, you cypher this bitch? Yeah, I will give you something to chew on. I think that was so much fun. No, because at this, it was at the exact same time that people were, there was like this phenomenon, this fucking epidemic of people making these like overly critical dissecting videos. Like, let's look at every fucking freeze frame, yes. every fucking tableau of Jay-Z and Beyonce and Rihanna's music so you can prove to, can prove without a shadow of a doubt that they're not going to see the kingdom of heaven. And I'm like, bro, well, you don't have anything else better to do it all the time. I do. And, and Jay-Z ball, well, all right, if, if this is if this is what you want, I will give you something. Yeah. The album is so much fun. The album overall is just so much fun. Like you said, it's just, it's his most, it's one of his most upbeat albums. Um... It's you can tell as far as albums go because I think a lot about like what is the concept, what is the thing that holds all these songs together. Um, I'm not sure the blueprint really have one, it's very much like it's very much an album length LP. Like, all of these songs doing something else, all of these songs doing something different to each other. Um, but I think that's kind of what makes it so so much fun to listen to. To me, is that every song on this album is its own album and my mind is its own album i listen to that song true to across my heart hope to die i listen to that song non-stop that song alone for six hours straight at it wow alicia keys hook did that for you boy yeah oh yeah that song was so much i cried to that song real talk Mm. I don't think even any of the any other, with the exception of maybe my number four, which we come up to just now. I don't think that there's any song on this album that I cry to other than Empire State of Mind. And I've legitimately, um, I've. It's just one of those albums. Like I said, like I said actually earlier with Magna Carta, I think this was one of those albums as well that I went back to. I was like, hey, when I'm working on a really troublesome scene, or I'm trying to figure out what I want to do with a character that I'm dir- or an actor that I'm directing in a particular play that I'm trying to get to go to in a particular way, this was the album that I would go to to just kind of meditate on what it is that I'm trying to do. Because uh, again, I think that Jay-Z makes some really cinematic music, and I think that this was... It's a very different vibe to Magna Carta. Mm-hmm. In, in the really? same way, in the sense that when Jay-Z made Magna Carta, I think he was really trying to make his magnum opus. And maybe he tried too hard, because I honestly don't think that he got there. I think um, 444 is better than perhaps both of these albums. Mm. But both of these albums just came to me at the right time, dog. And this, and this yeah. one too, and this one too, Blueprint 3, is just so much fucking fun. Yeah? Mm. 